no, I am a hundred percent believer in just the, the magic surrounding us in every moment. And yeah, it's that's honestly you bring up a great point. It's it's hard to you know see just the mundane, trivial tasks of everyday life as like beautiful or magical. But what I'm kind of just learning about, I'm really interested in, is just being able to change our perspective of the world. And that's why I'm really drawn to nature and try to take a you know walk several times a day and just really find myself in the moment and you know experience the magic of a flower or just like marvel at a cloud floating by like that's what i think is so important just to be able to live in awe basically is just what brings me so much joy like you're saying and yeah you know the, the world is magical and just being able to open our eyes to that is what I really strive to do. <laughs> that was an excerpt from the conversation I had with today's guest, Vincent Van Patten. He's the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Arrows of Youth, and he's the co-host of the Dare to Dream podcast. There were so many noteworthy items to include in this episode's show notes that I maxed out the word count allowable by Anchor. I wasn't able to include my own links, so let me just briefly say that my website is now set up to accept bookings for dream interpretation and soul-empowering hypnosis sessions, if that's something that's on your radar. So... Vincent mentions the six-phase meditation, which I tried this morning for the first time. I saw a lot of similarities between the relaxation and visualization of the six-phase meditation and what happens during hypnosis sessions with me. It's just that the soul-empowering hypnosis sessions are, of course, one-on-one, and I help guide you to explore whatever's coming up for you. You stay conscious and in control, but it can help make that next best step all the more clearer. So check out what I'm doing on my website. That's aprilific.com, A-P-R-I-L-I-F-I-C.com. I know you're going to love this conversation with Vincent. I highly recommend that you tune in yet again for the following podcast episode that will be released next because the other half of the Dare to Dream podcast, this dynamic duo, that is going to be Gregory Benedict, has already been interviewed. I have that conversation ready to be edited. And that was also a great, a great, great conversation. So stay tuned and enjoy. Thanks for joining me in Sheffy's Sandbox. I'm April Don Scheffler, and I invite you to play with me and my guest today, Vincent Manpatton. Welcome, Vincent. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here. First, uh, first guest on another podcast, so I'm excited. I honestly, when I heard you guys announce on your Dare to Dream podcast that this was the first invitation you had received to be on another podcast, I found that really difficult to believe because it's such an exciting story. <laughs> who wouldn't want to find out who are these people in the Dare to Dream podcast? But at the same time, I was thrilled. Like, shoot, yeah, I'll be that first person. <laughs> there we go. Happy to do it. This is a great place to start. 
excited for the journey. I noticed in the show that Gregory calls you Vinny a lot. Do you prefer Vinny or is that just something that only he can get away with? You know, that's a great question that I've been getting a lot lately. Um, my friends call me Vinny and you're a friend, so you call me Vinny too. One of my brothers, his middle name is Vincent and I always thought it add a touch of classiness, right. distinction to it. It was nice. It's good. That makes sense. Yeah, I've, you know, when I've been introducing myself as of late, um, I usually go by Vincent and it feels interesting that I've been called Vinny my entire life and um, kind of a newer thing when I hear people call me Vincent. So it is, you know, as I get older, I'm sure it will be what I'll go by more, but yeah, either whatever works for you, whatever you're comfortable with, it's fine with me. So instead of some mafia boss, you know, Vinny, now yeah. you're Vincent, you're an artist with words and... <laughs> Class it up a bit, yep. <laughs> In this segment, we pop into a virtual coffee house before hitting the beach. And being the benevolent host that I am, your order's on me. So what order do you give the barista? Ah, well, I'm actually drinking just what I drink every day, a cup of black coffee with a little bit of cinnamon, nothing else. You've got to be kidding me. The... um. The episode I just released this morning was the same thing. As soon as you said black, I was going to ask you if you liked cinnamon on top of it because I didn't realize that was a thing to have cinnamon on, on, on coffee. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, go back and listen to it. The episode I just released today, Brittany, she, that's how she likes her coffee. And that was the first time I had oh, heard right. of that. So wow, that is cool. That's funny. <laughs> Sweeping the nation. Black coffee with cinnamon. Well, now that you have your refreshing beverage, let's dive right in. This segment I have called, I think I know you from somewhere. So in your spotlight moments, Vincent, have there been any claims to fame? Times that our listeners may have seen you or your work? Uh, that's a great question. You know, if you're, if you're a fan of medium.com, you might've seen me on there. That's where I do most of my blogging and writing. Um, a pretty funny one. My my stepmom Eileen Davidson was on the uh, the Housewives of Beverly Hills, the TV show. So you might have seen me in college a few years ago. Just they they came to my house once and did a little segment there. It was kind of ridiculous, but you may have seen me there. I've had people come up and recognize me from that. So she was like one of the one of the favorites on the show. That everybody loved her and kind of the peacekeeper. But yeah, she's. Great person, and you might know me from that, perhaps. I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> In this segment called Linguistic Tag, guests are asked to choose a word or phrase that they would like to hear used more often in everyday conversation. Something that doesn't get enough play or enough airtime. And the prior guest chose sundry. So you are tasked to try to somehow fit that into our conversation today, okay? Can I get a definition? Yes, I'm gonna look it up on my phone, but um, from off the top of my head, it's just a sorted, like a variety. That's a good word. Now you also get to choose a word for the next guest. 
to dance with, which I'm, I just paused because I'm thinking the next guest is going to be Gregory. So <laughs> it could be a peculiar word that you find funny or that resonates with you. So what are you laying down for Greg to pick up? That's interesting that so my word is dusky, D-U-S-K-Y. And uh, interesting that the last word is sundry, had to both relate to nature in a way. And uh, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful word. You know, it's, it's when I go out and just like watch the sunset and it just gets to that point where everything's kind of just gray and maybe like shades of pink and purple. It's a very dusky environment. I just like it a lot. Okay, well, this is the cool part where we get to just let ourselves talk about wherever the conversation takes us. We can jump down rabbit holes or whatever. Generally, I start off explaining to the listeners how I and the guest met. And I was aware of you and Gregory through the Go For Your Win group. I saw what was happening there. I'm not going to spoil it just yet. I'll let you explain a little bit about what happens, but it was such a neat endeavor that you and Greg were embarking on that, yeah, I subscribed to the podcast and, and it's just been kind of neat kind of watching from the sidelines. So if you would tell us what brought you to go for your win and how that may have pivoted everything or jump-started you on this path or if you feel like those seeds were planted much earlier yeah so i'm actually not part of the the go that's with aubrey marcus right yeah yep um yeah i i haven't done that but i greg told me that you guys met through that and so that's it's funny it's definitely something that sounds really interesting to me but haven't done it yet and uh i guess i can't really talk about that but um i pretty much just got started in this whole, this realm of personal development and self growth, just honestly, it just started with writing for me. So I studied journalism at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and graduated in 2017. And that's where me and Greg met, we we're fraternity brothers. And our friendship actually blossomed after college, like much more. We studied abroad in Florence, Italy together uh, as undergrads and even lived together, but we really didn't like become extremely tight until we both graduated and our paths kind of aligned under this same self just personal development umbrella and just wanting to get the best out of ourselves. And that's where the dare to dream podcast came from and um, everything we're doing. So yeah, it started, I studied journalism and really just didn't even enjoy it as an undergrad. I, I knew that I hated uh, news reporting. It just, I was just not loving it whatsoever. I think what it came down to and what I realized once I graduated is just, I was writing about things that I had no interest in. And that was just like classic news stories, anything to do with like city council members and police force and just current events. And I don't even, I don't have a TV. I don't watch the news. And so it was just something that I just couldn't get behind with the entirety of my being. And before that, I didn't even really love writing anyway. Like I, I never excelled in, in English in high school or I never even wrote a journalism story in high school. So it's, it's a weird situation almost of just how this has happened because after I graduated from college, 
I started writing to figure out what I love. And cause I was just, I had no idea what I really wanted to do. And I started writing about it and realized once I started writing about things that I truly care about, which are travel, spirituality and philosophy and personal development, then I like it just the floodgates blew open and I realized that this is what I truly am passionate about and want to spend the rest of my life doing. So I started a blog, that's my website, um, vincentvanpatten.com and started writing on Medium and it just became my, like all I wanted to do and what I really connected with and uh, had several jobs over the past couple of years because writing was kind of just like a side thing for a while and uh, during the pandemic, and this is what brought me and Greg together, I left my job as a real estate agent in Los Angeles to dedicate myself full-time to writing and he did the same thing. Oh man, I don't want to spoil too much for when he's on the show, but uh, we both had similar trajectories and realized that we're best friends and we want to go through this whole journey together. So we started the Dare to Dream podcast and almost like six months later, here we are and I'm about a year into being a full-time writer. So loving it, honestly, like every day is such a journey. I'm so grateful for it and just could not be more excited for everything that's coming. I'm going to extend my thanks yet again for you allowing me to interview you and Gregory separately because yeah, it's helping me get a lot of details figured out and straightened out because right. talking to Gregory, he asked, how did you hear about us? I'm like, well, at first it's through the go for your win. He's like, that's where it all started. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot, I'm going to have a lot to talk to him about that. But I wanted to say that now knowing that you have a journalism, is it degree? You do actually do have a degree in journalism. Okay. It makes sense because what occurred to me during one of the most recent Dare to Dream podcast episodes is that even though technically there was no guest, y'all are co-hosts and you mm -hmm. do such a fantastic job riffing off each other, complimenting, it did feel at certain times as though you were asking interview questions, right? You were <laughs> developing the conversation and asking some really good questions to Greg and that wow. made him stop and think about it. And so I'm like, you know, even though there's no guest, you're both the guests, you're both right. asking, you're giving and taking during that, during each of these episodes where you're both learning from each other and teaching each other. I thought that was really interesting knowing that you have a journalism degree is maybe why you ask such fantastic questions. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely could be. I, I, as much as I hated it, I did a lot of interviewing and I mean, I'm very thankful for it. I know I would not be where I am today without that. And I'm actually studying right now to get my master's in creative writing. So everything's kind of shifted a little bit, but it's, uh, I feel like it all happened for a reason for sure. And I am truly grateful for the experience. So I want to dig a little bit deeper and find out exactly where this journalism degree came from because, because you, I know you didn't just open up the college uh, offerings and, and just put your finger, jab it on the piece of paper and like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So there, I'm wondering what spark was there that you thought that that might be cool 
was it a teacher maybe that just simply told you you're good at this and you took their word for it and ran with it? Or is it simply just the universe taking care of things ahead of time? Honestly, it's, it baffles me too, because I, I question where it did come from, but like the more I dive into it, the more it just starts making sense. I was a, uh, a news anchor for my high school broadcasting network on Shark TV, we were the Malibu Sharks. So I did journalism just because like a lot of my friends were studying business and I just, I've never really been it like a business oriented first kind of person. So now I want to do something different and I'm like, well, maybe I could do broadcasting, but I'm having fun doing that and might as well give that a go. So I signed up for journalism thinking that I would go down the broadcasting track and then realized when I was in journalism that I didn't want to do broadcasting either. So it was a, and I just chose like news writing, just classic news writing. So I'm like, I could at least get good at writing through this. And the funny thing is my my family background is a, comes from a lot of writers and I didn't really know that or fully appreciate it until like the last year and a half. And so on my mom's side, her grandfather, I'm looking at his book right now. His name is Max Lerner. And he was a, just a very uh, prominent writer in the 20th century. He wrote about politics and philosophy and um, democracy in America. It's like, the book that I'm looking at that the computer is sitting on is called America as a Civilization. So I've just been learning a lot more about who he was. And then my grandfather, my mom's dad, his name is Richard Russell, and he passed away uh, several years ago, but he was a, a prominent stock market writer who also just wrote about life. Like people really, they subscribed to his news, newsletter, but more than just his, his advice about stocks, people just love to learn about what he was up to and his his life meanderings so it's like funny enough i knew none of this stuff in high school or really was interested in it in college but i think the universe was just kind of pushing me towards writing and it's it honestly just blows my mind that you know this is my path and i have to remind myself like this is this is my life now but but it makes a lot of sense so the Medium website, you've mentioned that a couple of times. I think today yeah. was the first day that I've actually checked it out. I hadn't heard of it, honestly. And so I looked it up because Medium, I was like, I don't know, is this a website for channelers, medium spiritualists, or is it simply a play on the word of medium as in newspapers and podcasts can be mediums? So um, it was the latter. <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting if it was the first. Yeah. So that would be another conversation, a different conversation for us to have if yes. that were the case. But um, it's, can you describe a little bit more about the medium, the medium medium? Because yeah. it seems as though there is a membership option with which you can support the writers of the articles that you enjoy. Yep. Absolutely. So I started writing on Medium. Um, I was inspired by this guy named Tom Kugler, who's, he was living my ideal life. Like when I was just out of college, 22, he was like 25 and traveling the world and pretty much just a freelance blogger. And I'm like, wow, I really could see myself doing that. So I was just, I, I took a course on writing on Medium. So what Medium is, it's, it's a website, a blogging platform where anybody can sign up and write, which is 
the most beautiful thing about it. Um, you don't have you don't have to subscribe or pay anything. You can um, just sign up and start writing, and you can follow as many people as you want. You get followers, and what's cool about it is there's publications on Medium. So like some of the biggest publications, there's a lot of like personal growth and um, self development. One that's really big is called The Ascent, and somebody like me would send in a request to become a writer for a publication. And if you're accepted, I could just start sending my stories to the publication. And if they have like 150,000 followers, those followers will start getting my stuff. You could send your articles to as many publications as you want. Once you're accepted as a writer, you know, I get denied four out of five times probably, but obviously that's, that's part of it. And you got to just keep sending your stuff out. And the subscription part comes in. Um, you could pay $5 a month for a subscription and that unlocks the ability to read any article you want on medium. And a lot of the articles from like the bigger names will be locked articles. So you get like five a month that are for free and then you have to be a subscriber to read the rest. But yeah, it's just a really cool platform where I like to just think of it where anybody can share their unique voice. Like I could just read something that you, you post that just comes from your heart that something moves you and you could write anything you want. And it's just a place for, for writers to connect, for people to follow uh, interesting you know, topics that they're interested in and for anybody to become a writer, which is, I think, so beautiful in this world. So can you give us an example of maybe one of your most recent articles, what it was about? Sure. Yeah, I actually, uh, my most recent one a couple of days ago was kind of go back and forth between more like in-depth articles with, ha which, with have like sources and, you know, like very credible and coherent and <laughs> like, a, like a true article you'd find online. And um, then on the other side of the spectrum, I just love to write just from the heart about just stories. So like, I'll take you through a day in my life and tell, like just kind of write about what's going on in my head, what I'm observing, and I'll incorporate just different stuff that I'm reading. And I've mentioned a couple of times, but putting into philosophy. So I'll kind of integrate that kind of stuff. And so the most recent one that I wrote was um, just a little story about me going to the beach and bringing home a stone from the beach with me. And I relate it to uh, the Tao, which is Lao Tzu. It's like the ancient philosophical book called the Tao Te Ching, where he, uh, Lao Tzu, it was may or may not have been real, but he wrote this, one of the lines that was really interesting is those who lose gain and those who gain lose. And so you ponder that for a while, for a lifetime. And um, so I incorporated that into the article and it just kind of discusses what we really need in life to be happy. Do we need things or is it just simply being able to go to the beach and be like, feel like a kid throwing a stone around, which is what I felt like. And that's what kind of I'd love to write about, just little simple stories. And I've found that people kind of connect with those more than the in-depth, like scientific knowledge-based stories. So I kind of like to blend both of them. Welcome to Natalie's Nonsense Corner, where we tell jokes and none of the boring stuff which my mother does. 
So, anywho, I have a riddle for you, Mother. How do you stop a charging elephant? How? You take away its credit card. <laughs> That's good. I like how in the Dare to Dream podcast, listening to you and Greg together, I feel smarter having uh, walking away from a, listening to a podcast of you guys because you're so well read and so well versed in in different um, philosophies and so forth. I guess I just like it when people read, when they're able to bring up the gems in different right. places all around, and then they present it for my attention as a podcast listener. So, I mean, there are a lot of great books and everything that could take a lot of time, but you and Gregory, y'all mind that and present it to the listener in this beautiful, beautifully orchestrated I know it's not planned. I don't think y'all are scripted, but it comes out very beautifully. And the reason why I was prompted to invite you guys on the podcast is because this last one, there were so many synchronicities. Like for instance, y'all kept using the word joy. And that was one of the most recent guests, linguistic tag words. So there was that. And then you mentioned, one of you guys mentioned fairies with a wand you said hey it's not like we're fairies you know with a wand oh, yeah. <laughs> but this and this and so i was like you know what maybe we are you know supposed to be fairies with wands because i've been going through a hypnosis workshop and one of the times that i was under hypnosis one of the things that came through was i was encouraged i guess i I met or was introduced to a fairy-like energy and I'm not big on fairies to begin with. Like it's not, it's not my thing. <laughs> so um, I was a little surprised, but it was all about taking a wand and just using that wand to add magic to everything because I've been at this place where often things feel mundane, boring, like the same thing over and over again, just on repeat, Groundhog Day. And I'm like, you know, where's the magic? Where's the excitement? I want adventure. And so I was encouraged to just create my own magic. And that could look like silliness to other people, but maybe it's just, just adding, yeah, that little fairy dust <laughs> to everything. And I can't remember what you guys were talking about, but you were saying that exact same message in different words. And I'm like, these guys, we're on the same wavelength right now. I need to get them on the show. I love it. I love it. No, I am a 100% believer in just the, the magic surrounding us in every moment. And yeah, it's, it's honestly, you bring up a great point. It's, it's hard to you know, see just the mundane, trivial tasks of everyday life as like beautiful or magical. But what I'm kind of just learning about and really interested in is just being able to change our perspective of the world. And that's why I'm really drawn to nature and try to take a, you know, walk several times a day and just really find myself in the moment and 
you know, experience the magic of a flower or just like marvel at a cloud floating by. Like that's what I think is so important just to be able to live in awe basically is just what brings me so much joy, like you were saying. And yeah, you know, the, the world is magical and just being able to open our eyes to that is what I really strive to do. <laughs> Yeah, so you've, you've talked about on the beach, picking up the stone and being out in nature. And you and Gregory, y'all do a lot of outdoorsy sports things. You surf. I don't want my listeners to get the idea that somehow you are just hippie children with this carefree life in the sun, catching waves. Yeah. Anyone who's lis- who listens to your podcast they know, they can get the sense that it's a balance with the two of you. So maybe the reason why you mention it is because you are both so motivated and driven, or it seems that way to me. And that, and what I appreciated about one of the most recent conversations is that balance. Because it seems that I also very much reward based, at least in my head, on doing and achieving and things like that. So it's been a challenge and a journey to get to a point where I just allow myself to not do and just feel the value in being. And that can sound really woo woo or spiritualist to a lot of people, but you know, you have that rat race where you're just trying to achieve something that's always a little out of your reach. You're just trying, 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 and you never find yourself quite happy or with enough money or whatever it is. And so the beauty has been in just realizing that my worth and my value is not what I produce, but I have intrinsic value as part of the universe and just being and loving and accepting. And I think I have plenty of the motivation to want to accomplish things that that is balanced out to be, to not sit in my house all day meditating, even though there's probably nothing wrong with that either. But I just think that's really cool, the the balance that you guys bring, because as soon as I feel a little bit on more on one end of things, you, you guys bring a, a very beautiful balance to the conversation uh, about how we need to find our passion and help others, but at the same time, not placing our value in what we do. I mean, y'all are both like morning people and you talk about just grabbing the day. Oh, that's another thing I wanted us to talk about is you had a recent uh, episode about the magic mornings. Miracle morning. The miracle morning. Do you want to tell me about that? Tell our listeners about the miracle morning. Just before that, um, I just want to touch on something that you were saying. So yeah, basically like why I, you know, love to or strive to live in awe and appreciate the moment is because like you're saying, you know, we're, we're very driven people and going after our passions. But what we've kind of both realized, Greg and I, is that there is nothing but the journey of life there's you're always going to be wanting something more once you get to the next destination and you know we we're always striving for something more but 
like the ways that we ground ourselves, or at least me, can't speak for him, but ground myself in the moment and just appreciate where I'm at in this journey is by taking a walk and just really trying to be present and notice the synchronicities and just the, the magic in the world. So I think that's why I love that so much and I love spending time in nature. It's because there's always gonna be wanting to strive for more and more. That's just our human nature. And to really just find ourselves present in the moment I found is the best way just to spend time in nature and do what you can to, to live in awe. So that's just a, a note on that. But yeah, the Miracle Morning, it just incorporates like visualization, which is part of Savers. So I'll get into that. So that's basically, it takes 20 minutes and it covers visualization and meditation for me. Um, the second one is A for affirmations, which I never really believed in or just really did before um, starting this, but you know, affirmations, you tell yourself that I am strong, I'm capable, I'm beautiful. And you look yourself in the mirror and surely believe these things. But what I love about the Miracle Morning is he says, um, instead of just saying like, it's something that, so it's a book by, forget his name, but I actually didn't read the book, but I heard him on a podcast with, Sean Stevenson, you heard of the Model Health Show? Just from when you referenced it in that episode. Yeah. You referenced it about every episode. It's, it's our favorite podcast. He's great. And so the Miracle Morning is pretty much broken down into six different stages. The author uses the acronym SAVERS. So S-A-V-E-R-S, -E SAVERS. And so it starts, so it's basically an hour long broken into 10 minute uh, sections. So it starts with S, which is silence. So it's basically meditation. And I use the six phase guided meditation by Vishen Lakhiani, which can be found on YouTube and pretty much anywhere. And it's been my by far favorite meditation that I've found. I'm wealthy and money flows to me. That's like a, a classic affirmation that's used in like the business world, I guess. Say, I'm committed to this, and this is important to me because. So I say, I'm writing my first book right now. So I say, I'm committed to writing my book. This is deeply important to me because I have a gift to share with the world, and I strive to be a guiding light. That's like one of my meditations I say every day, and it is amazing. After a while, it, like, it really does sink in, and you truly believe it. So I really like that. It's I'm committed to and it's deeply important to me because, instead of just saying. Uh, the third one, visualization and savers. And that's basically, so that's for me, that's part of my meditation for the six phase guided meditation. And it's visualizing um, where you're gonna be in three years or who you wanna be in three years. So obviously you don't know where you're gonna be, but what type of person do you wanna be and truly imagine yourself in that moment with your five senses. So what are you seeing? What are you smelling? What are the vivid colors that you're seeing? And just truly imagine what you wanna be in. Because Vishen Lakhiani says, we overestimate what we can do in one year, but underestimate what we could do in three. So it's basically playing the long game and realizing that I gotta do something every day and I might not see results for a long time, but we, we're capable of incredible things if we kind of expand our reach a little bit. 
Uh, so that's visualization, uh, E, exercise, and that pretty self-explanatory, but that could really be anything. I usually just go for a walk in the morning just to get the engine going. R is reading, read for 10 minutes, something to expand your mind a bit. I usually begin the day with uh, nonfiction and read fiction before bed. Before we go on to S, what are you reading now? What are your current fiction and nonfiction books? I'm reading Inner Engineering, <laughs> A Guide to Joy by Sadhguru. This is nonfiction. And I saw that one of your questions is three like teachers. So I'll, I'll talk about Sadhguru later. But this has been huge for me. I really am loving this book and everything that he's saying. It goes into a lot of just like what I've been talking about, about finding joy with, within yourself. And then that really changes your perspective of finding joy in, the, in reality. My fiction book that I'm reading is IQ 84 by Haruki Marukumi, Murakami, I think. He's one of the most uh, famous Japanese writers in the world and just one of the biggest writers in the world in general. And it's, uh, it's a lengthy one, it's like over a thousand pages, but it's been fascinating so far. I, I love really long books just because I love to get really absorbed in the world of that book. So those are the two physical books I'm reading. And then I'm listening. I usually have an audiobook going. I'm listening to a brief history of nearly everything. I think it's called by Bill Bryson. So yeah, that's what I'm reading. And then the last one in, in Savers is Scribe. So just writing. So he, he changes up the wording so it, is savers but yeah so 10 minutes of writing and that could be just gratitude journaling so write down three things you're grateful for in the morning and i found that it really changes your entire perspective just to focus on what you are truly grateful for and write so let's talk about the book that you are writing i would love for us to delve into the naysaying discouraging article that you read right uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. because i'm also a writer a poet and i've self-published books so uh, i'm definitely there with you i've seen and heard all the naysayers the negativity the are you sure you have something to say or are people interested in that and even though you have something to say, you know, it has to be able to find the right audience and basically just trying to stack the odds against you is what I feel like. So yeah, tell us about this article, this amazing article, because right, some of these horrible things that happen in life that we name as horrible, we experience it as bad, they can be some of the most powerful tools to motivate us. So they can be the thing that it stops us short and makes us evaluate where we are, why we're doing it. And the simple act of, well, you know, screw that motivates us with even more momentum towards that thing that we want. So in, in reality refines our focus and our, our motivation and propels us towards that thing that it was on the surface trying to discourage us from. 100%, yeah, there's so much I could dive into with that. 
So it might help just to explain what it's about to explain. Yeah, okay, sorry, do that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so it's basically about, it's a story of a trip that I took in December, um, a road trip, solitary road trip through national parks, essentially. So I went from uh, Yosemite to the Redwoods and then up through Oregon and into Olympic National Park in Washington uh, for three weeks. So it's a story of adventure that takes place um, narrating that trip, but it's also just a, a story of how I came to my present state. So it's everything that's brought me to this point, my, my beliefs at this point in my life, which can very well change and likely will. <laughs> pretty, so pretty, like a lot of um, just reflections and introspective just writings about how I've come to this point kind of set against this backdrop of this dramatic uh, Pacific Northwest solitary journey. And it also is kind of a commentary on what we're going through just with the pandemic and coronavirus and um, just our current state of affairs. So it's, it's basically just my, my, my young magnum opus, like my just bringing it all together because I, I'm an aspiring travel writer and one of that Clearly I, I love that, right? Because with yeah. you taking a solitary trip, mm. often, I'm not going to, okay, I, I was about to say often we, but I need to speak for myself. Often I find a lot of validation in um, what people around me tell me. And so mm. part of my uh, journey here recently has been just pointing back to myself to find that validation within. and be true to what I feel is important and go with that. So going through the Pacific Northwest, which I'm assuming you probably took your phone, but maybe there wasn't great reception. So you weren't just scrolling through social media, posting yeah. pictures everywhere, like wish you were here, that kind of thing. So it really feels as though you had a very solitary journey in the truest sense of the word in the silence and in the solitude, we have to become friends with ourselves, with the thoughts in our head, because sometimes we are our worst enemy in our head. We're just coming up with all these defeatist, all these bad, destructive thought patterns. That's, a, that's one of the goals I'm striving towards. 100%, yeah, that, that's, our, that's the ultimate goal. It's everything we do in life is um, we're going to have our, our inner dialogue, a part of that journey. And whether we're surrounded by people or not, we can't escape from that inner dialogue with ourselves. So making our inner voice, our best friend, our greatest motivator is honestly one of the, the greatest, most worthwhile challenges you can take on because it can make us or break us, but yeah, the voice is never going to leave. I found that just immersing myself in, in nature and, um, being in solitude, you know, it was really an introspective and eye-opening experience, just uh, the battle with myself, like, why am I really doing this? Who am I trying to impress? But also, 10 minutes later, I'm like, I know why I'm doing this, it's because like, this is, I feel like the truest version of myself, and I've never felt so genuine, but it was a, a constant, I mean, I'm sure it always will be, just a constant clashing of those two forces that live within within us, but it is a, uh, the most worthwhile of pursuits that make our inner dialogue a best friend, for sure. So I was about three quarters of the way through the trip and 
I've been kind of writing the book like as I was going along and I was looking more into like publishing and nitty gritty stuff, I guess. And just came across this article that was just like, if you're planning on writing a book, you're not alone pretty much like join the club. Everybody else is trying to as well. And it's just, yeah, stacking the odds against me, against us. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Did you and Gregory get the same type of thing about your podcast? Because I was just curious because whenever I was starting my podcast, I was getting a little bit that same, that same messaging, join the club. Everyone wants to start a podcast. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, of course. And what I'm learning, it's like, it applies to the podcast, to writing. It does not matter at all. It can be sports, right? Too. Like every young person wants to, to be a great sports. Exactly. And athlete. Yep. But it all just takes starting. And like, all you got to do is start it. And there'll be so many people who are, you know, try to bring you down to, to their level and tell you that everybody else is doing the same thing as you. But what I loved about the trip too was just quieting the noise of all, you know, the, the negative noise that constantly surrounds us and that's in the news and it was just finding some silence to just do what I love, which is write and be in nature and think and read. So I was, yeah, like three quarters of the way through the trip in this small town called Neskowin, or like on the Oregon coast. It was just like a blustery day, just super windy, just pouring rain. And I was uh, just like, the room was very dark and I was reading this article and it was just negativity. I was like, wow, like what can I, what do I have to say? What do I have anything to say? Will anybody want to read it? Just why am I doing this? You know, it just made me just realize that it does not matter what anybody else thinks of your dream, of your perspective of the world, as long as you believe in it. And as long as you do it, like you were saying earlier, later that day, I was just standing on the beach thinking about it. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, I could either let that stop me, even though I've already started, or I could use it as motivation to give it everything I have and make it the best book that I possibly can. And if nobody reads it, I could care less. It, it's a reflection of who I am. And I'm really writing for myself. And now I'm at a point where it's like, it's all I think about and I got to get it out there. So it has been a, uh, a fascinating, fascinating journey. I'm smiling because I was thinking about the part in the podcast where you were talking about this. And I think Gregory took that opportunity to, to put out the mental image of you throwing sand <laughs> around in some kind of angst yeah. there on the beach by yourself. Like. Yeah. Did that happen? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like too silly to be true. But yeah, it's pretty much just like pacing up that because I love photography as well. Um, like travel photography kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the writing. So I was, I was on the beach. There was this really interesting thing called the, the Nesquim ghost forest, which is uh, these like petrified old trees that have been buried by the beach. So they're like, when the, when the tide goes low, they are protruding from the water. And it's really interesting. Like, just like this very ghostly atmosphere. So I was out there like, taking photos of that and stuff too, but it was also like a fists in the air kind of screaming at god kind of moment makes for a good story too it's pretty funny but (laughs) 
I, I, I really like that about the dynamic between the two of you and why y'all make such great co-hosts together is because um, there is definitely a sense of drive and spirituality and fun all mixed together and you don't take yourselves too seriously. And so I love that too. And so you get to make fun of yourself, you get to make fun of your co-host and it all just... <laughs> A little bit of levity, some humor, it can make life lessons so much more palatable. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. If, yeah. Sometimes my hindrance, I guess, is just to be too tough on myself, but we got to have a, we got to find joy and humor and everything because at the end of the day, it is just, we're on a spinning, we would talk about this, but we're just, we're on a spinning rock floating through outer space and got to have, got to enjoy the, got to enjoy life. I'd have fun with it. So it's all just a part of the process of growth. Yeah, I like going outside at night and looking at the stars because that is like the quickest reality check. Yeah. I don't know how long I'll live here on Earth, but you know, they've been up there for thousands of years. And I'm thinking about because there's so many thousands of light years away, they may not even be shining anymore, you know? So yeah. things are always in a state of flux, but at the same time, there is a sense of permanence that's beyond me, a grander scheme than this small sliver of reality that I'm experiencing. And so that is like the quickest reality check. I go out and I'm like, it doesn't matter really. What's important is that I'm enjoying life and this experience and making the most of it. And when all is said and done, did I enjoy my life? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's that was yeah. That's what Greg was. That talking was a about. great podcast that y'all yeah. did. Did I enjoy my life? Exactly. Yeah, we were. We both had just like a little meltdowns that week for some reason. Uh, it was uh, just coincidental, but I'm sure it happened for a reason because you know we came together and talked about it on the podcast. And yeah, it's like we we could get so focused on achievements and success and looking good and other people's eyes and it's like if you're not enjoying it what's the point of anything and yeah like you said just going out and looking at the stars is just a wake-up call like what are we really doing it for yeah it kind of goes back to that that quote that you said earlier those who gain lose if you do gain like approval with among your peers at what cost in your personal life Absolutely. and of your your dreams yeah and just like material material things the more you gain just the more baggage you kind of have. And that's what some, definitely something that I'm working on a lot is just finding kind of a peace and just having less and just a peace in just going inward as opposed to expecting things to kind of change and make me happy in the exterior world. So we were talking about how you found that within yourself that you are going to write this book. And I love that because there's when I wrote my book and I was writing the final sentences of the book, there was a song that came on my Spotify playlist and it was finding new songs for me because I'd reached the end of my playlist. And so it was having these other songs that I didn't know what to expect. And it was just this magical song and it fits so well with this book because I had called it Sandra. The heal a healing reimagining of the babysitter from hell. 
And so what I had done is taken this difficult chapter and rewrote it, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, whatever. I, I rewrote it into a different story with a different ending with a superhero inserted that turned out to be myself. <laughs> so anyway, so I, it, it was just a really healing experience writing this book. At that moment, I was like, I don't even care if anyone reads this book. I wrote this for me. I needed to have written it. I needed mm -hmm. to have written it. And so I'm so glad I didn't listen because that part of me is like, I did it. I needed to have done that. I needed to have for my own journey. I needed to have done that. And so I felt so proud of myself. I, okay, Vincent, I'm a big Sylvester Stallone fan. Oh, nice. So what <laughs> I felt in that moment is that I was Rocky on the steps. He had done his, his training and all that stuff because I'm more of a poet. I, I love short projects because uh -huh. I don't have a lot of patience. Um, well, I'm going to, Traditionally, I haven't had a lot of patience. I'm not going to rope myself into this category, but traditionally speaking, I haven't had a lot of patience. So I'm more along the lines of poetry because it's a short-term project, it's intense, and then it's done. You set it aside. And so the book was more like a marathon and I'm not a marathon runner. And so this was really a struggle for me. There were so many times I was like, no one's going to read this anyway, right? I had that negative self-talk, you know, why do I care so much? And I was having to sacrifice a little bit of my family time, you know, because I was having to pull away and like just really chisel out some time to write because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, at that very end, I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. I felt like I was cheering. My I was so proud of myself, Vincent. Like for the first time in my life, I was proud of myself. So it Amazing. was so cool. It was that is so awesome. Yeah, it's like, that's what, that's what brings you back to writing. Like that's what, that's why I think I'll, I can't imagine myself not writing anymore, like for the rest of my life. It's because like it goes back to just what people connect with too it's the stories that i write for me and that i just have to get out of my heart and soul and put into the world and if and yeah if nobody reads it it doesn't make a difference it's right and that's against the wisdom right air quotes wisdom that yeah. we're given as writers right because we're supposed to know our audience and write to them when honestly Sounds like you and I are on the same page here that, yeah, you need to know your audience, your audience being yourself, right for yourself. 100%. Yep. It's, if you're not writing for yourself, it, people will recognize it. The reader will recognize it. And if you are writing for yourself, you'll be shocked about how much more people connect with that because our human experience is universal. We're obviously, we're individuals, but we go through a lot of the same, from what I've found in my young age, uh, the same emotions and the same trials and get through the fire to reach the dragon, so to speak. And when you write for yourself and write about your experience, it's often much more universal than you can even imagine. Mm -hmm. So how far are you into finishing this book? Pretty near the end. I'm uh, putting 
Yeah, my deadline, end of the month, March 31st, I want it to be pretty much done. So it has been, like you said, a marathon. I've had many ups and downs. It's been a journey. Yeah, more, more good than, much more good than bad. You know, there's obviously the, the low points where things seem pretty tough, but it has been such, you know, just an eye-opening, beautiful experience when you actually see it coming together into fruition and you could actually envision what's going to be like at the end, it, that's what's driving me to just pour my heart into it every day. It is a beautiful experience. And I want to just implore whoever's listening just to, to write mm-hmm. like for your own good. Just for sure. Journaling and yeah. yeah it's, it's a universal I, I felt thing. the same way with the podcast, right? I, yeah. I didn't have any support. I went ahead and did it anyway. And then so whenever someone comes to me like, oh, I've thought about doing a podcast, I'm going to be like their biggest fan. Like, of course you should. And I think I've said this on another podcast, but if the idea is there, definitely do it because it's there for a reason. Exactly. And you might have, you might realize after you're into it that it's not what you thought it was. It's not what you wanted. But you're not going to know that until you try, until you put yourself out there. And there's always going to, if you don't, there's going to be that what if, or if only, or I could have been great. You know, it, there's all these scenarios when you realize, you know what, honestly, I was putting so much, I was storing up so much energy around this concept when really after I got into it, it's not really what I wanted or I thought it was after all. And so I definitely encourage anyone who wants to create a podcast. It's so easy-ish now, depending yeah. on how you can make it, you can get into it really, you know, yeah. with the special microphone and the editing and getting someone to design your logo and the whatever. You can, you can get into it very detailed, but at the same time, you can just wade in as well there's so many free entry points it can be so easy just use your phone and create a podcast using an app on your a free app on your phone so i encourage everyone who has that desire they feel like they have a story in them they have a podcast within them explore it see yeah. it through just do it for you if you're just interested in the world and you want to learn just all you got like it's funny me and greg <laughs> So we started pretty simply just, you know, through like the anchor app. And then we like started getting the mics and started like doing video and making it like more professional. And then it was just taking so much time to do all this stuff. We're like, we're losing steam of just like doing the podcast. So we, we went up the hill of like trying to make it just take to the next level. Like, I guess in that aspect of like technology wise, but when we started just like simplifying everything again, we're like, all right, now this is like, fun again we just want to like we just want to dive into a conversation mm. and it really is can be very simple like we've we've broken it down to what's very very easy at this point i guess what, with him it's, it's a little more structured and he talked about in the last episode where he kind of feels like he always has to be doing something um being productive and just kind of constantly chipping away at growth where i'm kind of trying to get to a point where i just want to be you know very at peace in the present moment and not worrying about other things because obviously you know we, we both are striving to be the best versions of ourselves but i really want to let's talk about you and greg 
y'all have, again, I keep going back to this great dynamic between the two of you, but what are the differences? I, like, I think someone looking from the outside in would be like, wow, there are just two peas in a pod. Right. So what do you, are there any differences that you see between you and Greg? For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, you know, we consider ourselves brothers at this point, but well, there's, there's definitely differences. Yeah, our uh, upbringings, he, he grew up in Oregon, just very outdoorsy, Bend, Oregon. And I grew up in Malibu in Los Angeles, so kind of surfing and at the beach. And so I guess that's not that different since we're both like outside a lot of stuff. But he was, what, he, what brought him to this point was he was very business minded, like his entire life. And so he studied finance and um, I'll let him get into the details of it, but realized that that, that just wasn't him. And I kind of realized that I needed some creative outlet with my life too. I realized that I didn't, you know, love what I was doing before. And I think that what kind of separates us is I kind of have a, I don't know, part of me is like very, I, I don't want to lose the part of me that just really loves to have fun and like just enjoy life with, you know, with just being in, in the present moment without having to think about other things and get to a point where I'm just appreciating the moment for everything it is and able to just to sit in patience and kind of silence and not worry about what's going on around me. And I think that's what's been our, you know, not, neither is better or worse, but our personality is a little bit different in that way. But, you know, is that? I think it's cool. We, like, I've, for a lot of the same reasons. <laughs> I've seen people uh, on social media or whatever, like, can call it a bromance and I've those people are just jealous <laughs> and I'm, I know they mean it in like the best possible way because yeah. uh, I to me it seems as though this really special unique dynamic happens when two people they're they bring their own flavor but then when they come together and, sh and they're in the same space they create something even different than the two of them separately. It's like mm -hmm. a whole nother uh, energy. And so I think it's really cool that I wanted to interview the two of you separately to see what, where your different journeys have been and uh -huh. just appreciate it for also this new thing that gets made whenever the two of you are together. And so I think it's beautiful so, you know, whether it's best friends or in some, you know, some cases you can have a beautiful marriage, people on the outside just look in and be like, wow, the sum is greater than the parts. And mm -hmm. so I think that y'all are both doing extraordinary things in your personal lives. And then as listeners, we get to witness this magical moment also when there's like this super <laughs> nuclear cloud of um, whatever it is that uh, y'all create together. So it's, I like it. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. It's, it is, it is a funny, friends are so like the most important thing to me. I definitely love my solitary time and consider myself an individual, but friends have always been the, the most important thing to me and make me so happy. And 
it's like, yeah, it is a funny thing how we, it just kind of happened by like fate. Our trajectories kind of just like came together after college. I mean, we were great friends in college for three years and didn't really just have that spark until we graduated and both kind of started living our actual lives. And a funny thing, we both like have our, our introspections during the week and we're going through our personal projects and then we like we just love coming together for the podcast because we're just excited to share what we're both doing with each other pretty much so yeah it'll be definitely interesting to see where it all goes so do y'all live in the same yeah. area where you can actually meet in person to record these we do yep we both live in san diego i'm in uh, del mar and he's in solana beach which is pretty close so oh, san yeah, diego is beautiful i went there for a cousin's wedding and it was just so gorgeous i loved san diego wow. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I moved pretty recently. I moved in November and it is just blowing me away. Like I go out pretty much try to catch the sunset every night and it's the sky is just like otherworldly. It every day just blows me away. Beautiful place. Do you like having a podcast give you an excuse or a reason to meet together with Gregory and make that time a priority? Because I know sometimes with friends, we can kind of, oh, well, we can kind of see each other on Facebook or we have this fake sense of connection and mm -hmm. we don't really prioritize in-person, I don't know what, I call it memory-making time where you actually are living a moment together and creating memories that you can later relive on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. But um, do you find that the podcast makes you prioritize time? For sure, yeah. That's I love that memory making time. Yeah, it's like we're we're both not like huge technology driven people. We like clearly I like I love just to to write because it's kind of just like simple for me. I don't have to do much besides just think on the page. And so, yeah, we're we're not like constantly calling each other and stuff. But to have like if for nothing else, the podcast just gives us an excuse to meet up every week and just like talk yeah. about what we're going through. I think we'll that's what I was kind of thinking. Cause I yeah. love my podcast. It gives me that air quotes excuse, that reason to prioritize conversations that I, that I love having with people that I find interesting who are doing something that I really admire in the world. And so, yeah, yeah I love having a podcast for that, for that reason. Yeah, it's been fun for sure. Can't believe it's already like six months you've been doing it. Maybe more. Well, Vincent, how can people find out more about you and follow what you're making in your own sandbox? Yes. So there's a sundry of outlets where you could find me on. Um, meet on my website, vincentvanpatten.com has all my uh, blog posts, my articles, all my travel photography and the videos that I've made. I made one for the, uh, the trip that I took and one for Japan that last year, that was just an amazing experience. Um, and then you, you can find me on medium.com slash Vincent Van Patten or at Vince Van Patten. Um, on Twitter, Vince Van Patten, Vincent was taken. Um, Instagram, Vincent Van Patten. I write on this website called Newsbreak, which is, you know, I, it's just another 
a source and another outlet, but if you're interested, I'm on there as well. And yeah, the Dare to Dream podcast, that as well. So please feel free to hit me up, whatever you're interested in. I'd love to love to chat. I love how in the Lifestylist podcast, Luke's story ends his pods asking his guests this question. So I'm including it in mine. Who have been three teachers or teachings in your life that you might share with our audience that they could go research and also learn from? Yeah, I love that question. And somebody who has just been a terrific influence in my life is Leonardo da Vinci. I read his book by Walter Isaacson. I'm looking at it right now as well. Just the biography of Leonardo da Vinci. And he just makes me see the world in a different way. He was truly just somebody curious about the way the world works. Everything from just how water moves in the river. He would just study the river. He would study dragonflies and how their wings flapped around the river. He would just obsessed with birds and geometry and pretty much everything. So he just marveled at the world. And when I read the book, it just like made me go outside and just want to just sit there and watch the world work. So an insatiably curious individual and a major influence to me. Another one um, who I mentioned is Sadhguru. So I'm reading his book, Inner Engineering. He is just fascinating guy. He's, he's alive, so he's modern. And he's just doing unbelievable things with just humanitarian resources. He has a, a major organization that uh, nonprofit that does incredible things around the world, but he's just a, a mystic who's all about just finding pleasantness within yourself and just realizing that everything that we do in our perception of reality all comes from within us. And so the book is Inner Engineering. It's all about having, how to find that inner joy and create your own reality pretty much. Um, so that's Sadhguru. So the third one is called the Khan Academy. And it's a, it's a nonprofit, it's free, it's just a learning resource online to really just learn anything. And I just love going like during lunch or dinner, I just watch a 10 to 20 minute video on whatever I'm interested in. So like- And then um, you're smarter. I'm a little bit smarter, yeah. It's like once I graduated from school and didn't have homework, I just became so much more interested in like pretty much everything because I don't have, there's not like a pressure to learn it. All you have to do is enjoy learning it. And so the Khan Academy is awesome. Um, I just love brushing up on history lessons and stuff about writing and art, you know, you can really math anything on there that you're interested in. And it's all free and it's a great resource that I've been loving. Vincent so much for joining me in Sheffy's Sandbox. Uh, much love to you and to all of the Dare to Dream listeners. I can't wait to see where this journey takes you and Greg. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to meet you and it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, honestly, it's I feel honored. It is just, it's crazy that, yeah, at this point, actually being invited onto another podcast it's pretty surreal so 
I will always remember this, that is for sure. It's been an awesome opportunity. And if the book sounds interesting whatsoever, you should be expecting it on Amazon, probably in mid-April. I hope it's gonna be done um, by the end of the month. And it's called Arrows of Youth. If you're interested in what that means, check it out. <laughs> we'll do that. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you.